Um, I also was like, fuck, should I move to Texas? Like, what should I do? And then, like, like, you and Gary and then a couple other friends I have were, like, the only people I knew here. And I... I like I don't I think I told you the story, but like not recently. But when I left the podcast that we did December something of 2020, you you mean Gary? I decided to drive around, and I was like, oh man, I should like I, I've only been here when I've been touring or, or there's festivals, so it's like yeah, madness. You told me this one, yeah. And and I was driving down some street. I I didn't know where I was, and um. I like, you know, asked God or the universe. I was like, man, should I move to Texas? This is so crazy. I, like not in a million years. It seems like it gets pretty hot here, you know. And I was driving down some street. I mean, this is a true story. This is fucking wild to me. And I was driving my rental car and there were these people walking in the street with their dog. And I, I slowed down and then I looked over and it was my friend Alejandro Shaky Graves who's the only like other person really that I know knew at the time in Austin and it was I started I started crying I was like what the fuck like I okay like I guess I got my answer I guess I should move to this place and and I in the like coming months like I I basically got a uh, this house that uh I was handed down from a friend of a friend which was like a little more than I paid in rent for a one bedroom apartment in LA so I have this like really cute little cottage house with a big backyard and and then I I met this person this this love of my life and and my life changed forever but the the point is like the nucleus of the story is I came here to see you and Dave, because I wanted, I wanted. Do you want to have some fun? I wanted some medicine, you know. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to laugh. I wanted art, and I was deprived of that, like all of us were. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about shutting people away from the things that feed us and feed our spirit. And well, um, what can be said is about whether or not someone should be able to tell you that you can't correct go out. You can't take a risk. And this idea that, that you're going to control decision. a virus. That should be your own decision. If you don't want to go, then don't fucking go. The, the realists looked at it and said, you're not going to control a respiratory virus. The realists looked at it and said, you might be able to mitigate some risk by making people follow certain protocols where you would spread it less easily. But goddamn, some of these things are like really good. This new Omicron, is that how you say it? Omicron or I Omicron? I keep saying Omicron, but it's Omicron. Omicron is uh, crazy contagious, just bananas contagious. Right. Everybody I know, but they were sick for two days. But that's the problem, is that it doesn't fit the fear-mongering headlines. Mm -hmm. The, the fear-mongering headlines are, there's a hurricane of viral demons coming your way. Have you heard? There's a compilation. I'm going to play you this compilation without copyright, without any use of... Uh, can I pee really fast? Yeah, go pee. Okay, because I want to see this, but go it's, pee. It's, it's oh, getting let me, bad. Let me play this. You can hear it. About to end, uh, experience a, a viral blizzard. Blizzard! A blizzard. I... A blizzard! This is for a viral blizzard. There's a blizzard! The country is facing a viral blizzard. A blizzard! Was this on No Agenda? No, I found it on Twitter. Oh my God. One infectious disease expert saying a viral blizzard is about to hit this country. Right. Brought to you by Pfizer. You know, this is why I love No Agenda, because... 
they put it they give you such a perspective when they they concentrate all of it and you're just like oh my god they're all saying yeah. the same bullshit yeah no agenda Ugh. he he operates like literally with no fan. agenda I'm he, such a fan he's so smart that I he's know. he's managed to make himself completely independent of the system yeah suzanne go pee i will we'll be right back <laughs> but jamie oh. what are we gonna do what is, where's what's if you from your perspective as a producer of a podcast that gets seen by millions of people, when you, you're looking at things all the time. You're paying attention to trends. You're looking at online activity, metaverse bullshit, all this stuff. Where are we going? Something's happening, right? Civilization is clearly at a tipping point, right? Mm. I could be cynical on that and go, maybe. Because those days I don't look at my phone, you forget. Right stuff is going wild for sure, but eventually it's going to affect you, like the way you pay your bills, whether or not you get credit. There, there's, there, it's going to affect you, right? If they if they institute some sort of a social credit system, it's going to affect you. Um, Are you worried about that at all? Yeah, I heard someone talk about something like that over the weekend. What they say? Like a global credit score of some kind or something like. Did that. Did you see the? Uh, we talked about the Yahoo article, right? Where they said that they were going to base it in some part on your browser history. Well, they they talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where well, the the idea was they were floating it out there that your browser history might make you available for more credit. Hmm. So the idea would be that if you gave up all the shit you looked up, they would allow you to have more credit because they know, hey, well, he's not googling bulletproof vests or fucking. Freeze-dried food. If they did that, though, people would just make burner accounts to look online you know, instantly. Right. And it'd be over. Yeah, but if they track your fucking device, like who knows what kind of ability they have to actually track your phone or your, your laptop, right? Like if Edward Snowden didn't tell us about their ability to essentially like mass store every fucking phone call and email you've ever made, if, the, if Edward Snowden didn't tell us about what the NSA was cooking up, hmm. we would have never guessed it. So who knows what the fuck is going on right now? You should assume that everything you say is constantly being monitored and recorded. Whether you're saying it on a phone, off a phone. Oh, look at Suzanne. She's oh, back. Hey, hey. Like Will right? Harris shared a post today about a guy who went, uh, spent the week at his mom's house and Sounds is now like getting advertisements thing. for his mother's toothpaste. Oh, my God. And they never talked about it, you know, but it explained <laughs> why, why that's happening. Well, your phone's listening. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's, it's like it, it knows everything you've bought because of all of the terms and conditions you've, you've done. So, like, right. it's checking your email and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure, that and too. And then linking that with, like, I sort of said this like a week or two ago. It, it'll have uh, your phone's... Social security number, if you will. It's like a mobile ID number. It's the right. EEIN and all that kind of stuff. It's linking that with GPS data. So it'll know like me and you and Suzanne are all with each other. Right. So she'll start getting advertisements for stuff you're buying, mm. thinking and hoping that you might Spaceships. see uh, an advertisement. <laughs> I'm getting That's what I want. Like Suzanne will see an ad you missed. Like, hey, Joe, did you see this thing? You were. I bet you would love this. Well, well, what about when you talk about something and then you get an ad for that something that you've never seen an ad for before? It, it could be it's uh, it's could knows, be coincidence. It, it could have known that you were watching TV because it's coming through a streaming service now, and it knows you would have seen the ad, so it's it's re it's re giving it to you. You know, it's like hmm. it's redistributing it to you. Right. Again. Like the only reason why I know about it is I've seen an ad. Yeah. Like right. I, I've been using YouTube TV for two or three years now, and I recently watched. I don't remember the reason why, but like o over the air. Uh, 
football game, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. over the antenna. Mm-hmm. The advertisements are so different, and I like you don't even realize it. Right, but I have had conversations with you, mm-hmm. or with a lot of people, where I'm talking about something, and then all of a sudden I get an ad for that thing in mm-hmm. like Google Ads. I also think there's a lot of uh, it's how many ads do you get all day that you're that doesn't happen to, and then you're like, oh shit, I right. mentioned that thing and, yesterday. And also, and when you mention it. it, are you mentioning it because it's in the public zeitgeist? Like, and why then did it, you say it? Right, and then it gets out there. Mm-hmm. That's possible too. Like, but that's the thing is like you have to be like really honest about what what's the source of whatever the fuck it is. And the problem is people get really tribal. And when they get really tribal, they don't want to admit that maybe they don't totally understand what's happening. Like, is my phone listening to me? Fuck, it might be. It seems like it is. Definitely. Might be. Definitely. Why wouldn't it be? They definitely have the technology. Like, if they know, if Suzanne Santos talking some shit, they can just <laughs> listen to that bitch's phone all day long. Oh, they no. know, right? They know they can do that. If Joe Rogan is saying something stupid, they can check his phone. They know, you know they can. I know they can. We all know they can. So if that's the case, like, well, how are they doing that? And are they using that technology all the time? Like, why would you just use it on potential criminals or enemies of the state or what have you? Well, you could use it on the entire fucking population and make trillions of dollars in advertiser revenue. Like, wouldn't you do that? What are you, stupid? Use it on everybody. Hey, hey, guys, well, you know, you know, we, don't, we just get metadata. We don't even know who it is. We're going to send the ads to their phones. We give you a little piece, a little taste, a little taste of the action. When you sign- I was say it's just ads. Why are ads? Like, we know better, at least to some extent, to I don't. fall for ads. See, I don't. Well, you, some of them you do. I, bu- I buy coolers I don't need. <laughs> I'm like, I want a blue Yeti. It looks so good. I'm a moron. Yeah, that's Listen. when they've tapped into something that's, that you're looking at. I'll take your excess coolers. I have a cooler for you. <laughs> There's a bunch of ads you don't fall for. You know, yes. Like, you know, but also, feminine we sign products up for it. I saw a cock ring. They're selling cock rings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But we sign up for that stuff. Like when you yes. sign your cell phone thing, there's all kinds of oh, bullshit yeah. in there. Well, nobody reads terms and agreements. When was the last time you read terms and agreements Who? for a- anything? I-, I think it's a very rare breed that ever takes the time for that. Are you smoking one of them dad joints? I'm, I'm smoking a dad grass. Is that a f- Seattle thing? Is that still from Seattle? I think they're from L.A. That was from L.A., really? Can't read anymore, right? No. You're with me. And this old old people Hold eyeballs. Hold on, there's a QR code. Oh, thank you, sir. Is it Here. Delta Eight or is it? I saw someone selling HHC yeah, now. Mm. You do it like I'll, I'll I just got my eyelashes. Yeah. Oh no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Mm. No, it was nowhere near. They're near still you. there. <laughs> nowhere near your eyelashes. <laughs> it's just, hot. It's surprisingly <laughs> potent. You know. How does this work? Okay. There you go. I was mm. uh, listening to this podcast today. They were talking about ducks. Dicks. Are they still there? Yeah, they're all there. You look great. <laughs> I don't know. It did not I've burn lost your. Them before. Suzanne, you did not burn your eyelashes. I gotta check. No, no, no. You barely touched the the cigarette. It's just here. <laughs> that was scary. You uh, flip it. Delta Eight. I got a story about Delta that Eight. That stuff's nonsense. Mm-mm. That should be illegal. I'm with the state. Mm-mm. The state no, wants no, to ban no. it. There's HHC now, which is like even a derivative ban, of that. Ban that too. Temp- ban that. Temp derived. These pussies need to go to war or stay home. Either go to war or stay home. We so, can't like take fake weed over real weed. I, um, if you can get the Delta Eight, you should be able to get what Suzanne has. Lashes. <laughs> Eyelashes. So, wait, let me. Eyelashes okay. and Snoop so, Dogg weed. So when my um when my record came out in August, you know, like a lot, a lot of buildup, a lot, of, and then um it came out on Thursday and Friday. A good friend of 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 mine and Nick's. Uh, Gave us all these Delta Eights, and oh. I didn't know what Delta Eight was. I edible or just edible. smokeable? I had no Ooh, idea. And this might be child's play to you because you're you, but I ate one Friday in the middle of the day. Oh, I'm gonna have to spark up another joint to hear this story. 
And I I I didn't know what I was getting into because it was street legal. So I and I'm in Texas. So I thought like, you know, I lived in California for so long. I've had edibles and all that shit. I was high until midday Sunday and fucking incapacitated. <laughs> and I and I was just like I had and I, I started to like do some research and ask around and I apparently had like the equivalent of like seventy milligrams of THC. That's which, it? Which for exactly I said 70. this is like child's point to you. I'm a five mil kind of gal. Listen, I'm, I'm lightweight. I, I'm I just, only a purple belt. Joey I, Diaz is the grandmaster. <laughs> He's a coral belt. I've been on planes with Joey Diaz and I've been terrified and I watch no. him pop two more extra two hundred milligram ones in his mouth. That's fucking insane. And he's insane. That's insane. I've seen it. He goes, Joe Rogan, I was in the middle of a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes these two more and he throws them down the hatch. And I'm like, no! no. We're like halfway across the country on our way to New Jersey. And this guy no. is eating stars of no death. Way. No way. It's crazy. It's so potent. Uh, yeah. I mean. They're I, so potent. I'm, I'm sensitive across the board. Like I. But you and I are very different than Jamie. Jamie can eat a thousand milligrams. I'm sorry. What? No bullshit. <laughs> Jamie has the weird. Jamie might be an alien. Are you an alien? And I'm not kidding. When's He's your birthday? The best one-handed Googler the Next world's week. ever known. Is but, that? Are yeah. you Capricorn? Congratulations. The thing that's important about him, though, Very is organized. like he doesn't get high off of edibles. It doesn't work on him. Can you get drunk? Sure. Okay. Cool. There's something about edibles. <laughs> It's an edible thing. It doesn't work. He just sit there and stare at Crazy. you. Crazy. So he just like He's got a thousand milligrams in him. Yeah. Did you ever hear that story about a monk that, um, I forget who went to visit him and gave him LSD, and they were trying to talk to these monks and tell them that this, uh, yeah, sure. They were trying to tell them that this uh, thing that he had would bring him immediate instant bliss. Enlightenment. And enlightenment. Okay. And, and he ate like 50 doses worth and just laughs at the guy. He goes, ha, 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 ha. Like it didn't even work on him. Wow. Now- I got this from Duncan Trussell, and he might have got it from someone who's really in love with crystals. So no one's, no one can tell whether or not that's true. But it might be true. It sounds like a fun thing to say. Man, it's fun to think to some guy out there that doesn't have sex that eats only tofu, and he's just <laughs> breathing all day. Right. And you give him an acid, and he doesn't even blink. Well, I actually, I know a couple people that have this, you know, the immense capacity of meditation that is i would say on par with psychedelics and acid and all that stuff and no i think so too um i mm, it's not it. it's not on par with the actual experience when it's at its peak but there's per there's people that are sober that don't need anything that have like a, a weird understanding of how things work uh, I told you there's a, a viral TikTok video a couple months ago, and now they've come up with a new term for this called Eddie Blocked. There are people that are like me that are Eddie Blocked. They're not able to get high <sighs> off of edibles. That makes sense. It's a key liver enzyme, apparently. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. we all know people who are alcoholics, right? But if you have... smoke, does that have a difference? Oh, I mean, I difference? can get higher instantly. That's it right there? Yeah. Eddie Blocked. Some people can't get high from eating marijuana. There it goes. <clears throat> you know what's interesting is... um. I mean, I don't think people even fucking knew that it was different until like the 2000s when people found out about uh, diet, like all, all the different metabolites that are created when you eat it. 11 hydroxy metabolites, a big one. When you eat it, it's so different than smoking it. 
Really? Yeah, it's way well, different. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's it's four to five times more psychoactive. Mm-hmm. So if you have like twenty milligrams of THC, mm-hmm. and and then you you eat it, mm-hmm. like it's a totally different well, experience than smoking it. Not not to get too personal here, but they you know they have those suppositories. Hey, <laughs> what has Suzanne been doing? So, <laughs> so I you know they they can uh, personally. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Only use them for for severe menstrual cramps, which what goes but up you can must come down. <laughs> and I can tell you, it's a great feeling. <laughs> but yeah. it's weird because it's just like in your abdomen in this way that like. Uh, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. I just googled suppositories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I typically take suppositories about 15 to 20 minutes to fully melt and absorb into the body, said Reeves. <laughs> Reeves sounds like a freak. He sounds like he lives in Sedona and, he, mm. and he's selling out memberships. So if you're using them for sexual purposes, be sure to wait at least that long before penetration play. Penetration play is the creepiest fucking two words together ever. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> penetration it's pretty weird. play. I've, I've never used it for, for fun, for fun, but I've used it for... Um, you know, for pain, and it's pretty incredible. Well, it's good. It's the best way to get it into your bloodstream, right? It's like people are just scared of their butts. Oh, it's, I'm not talking about my butt. <laughs> where, where, oh, yeah. you go up the other way. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What this oh, says, well, that yeah. works. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, they, but it says suppositories. I'm thinking about butt. It's marketed. Same, same, same. Oh, marketed vagina suppositories. Vagina. Yeah. Oh, suppositories sure to answer to better, less painful to. sex. But um, you know, so it's, it it's great for cramps. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, it's a magic plant. I mean, it does so many different things. I'm a gigantic fan of CBD. Like, where it doesn't really, I always feel like I can't be, tell if it does anything. If you have inflammation from exercise, if you have inflammation from all kinds of different like weird things in life, there's two things you can do to change that. One, alter your diet. Might sure. be, might have something to do. It might be Dairy, genetic. Yeah, gluten. it might be genetic, but it might sure. also be, have something to do with the foods you're eating where you have a bad reaction to them. Find out what that is. Mm-hmm. They tell you to go on like an elimination diet, like maybe you go all vegan or you go all carnivore, whatever the fuck it is. It's like find out what 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 keeps you from having this constant state of inflammation. You might be allergic to something. Two, she should probably check to see if you are allergic to something. Mm. But then I'm also, sure I am. <laughs> I'm, everybody is right, but the also the other the other thing they say is like you gotta like do something that's healthy for you that has these anti-inflammation properties to it. And for in my experience, like CBD has been one of the best because when you work out a lot, like you get sore joints. Like my toes. Do you toes take it as a tincture or something, or is it a, a, like as a topical? Everything. I take a topical. Okay. I take oral. I take uh, gummies. I eat gummies. I take drops. Okay. I do drops. Yeah. I I, I take. And CBD you can feel and, a difference. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. I've had like what they would call turf toe, where my my toes almost have like arthritis from kicking things. Okay. Because like when you're kicking a heavy bag, like you have this thing that's hanging there, it's 150 pounds and you're fucking stabbing it Mm -hmm. with the ball of your foot and your toe gets compressed all the time. And plus you're pushing off of it. So there's a lot of like repetitive use. The thing that helps me more than anything is CBD. Oh shit. More than anything. I've but had you other attack things. it from like all the angles you I use do, but yeah. I don't do any like rub on stuff on my toes. Mm-hmm. I just I just take drops or I take mm-hmm. uh, gummies. Cool. Yeah, I take the CBDMD has these like super potent gummies and I'll take like 10 of them. 
You know, they, they don't, and you get a they don't treat. hurt you. No, it's, it doesn't get you high at all. No, I mean, like, they're sweet. Oh, it's like you it get is. like, it's a, like a little candy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But they, there's a lot of people that sell CBD mixed with THC. Mm. The problem with that is if you have a square job, like if you work somewhere where they're going to test your pee pee, like Suzanne, <laughs> we don't trust your body. They don't do body. that with musicians. We're going to test your pee pee. But if you did. They can back the fuck off. Can you imagine if you work for some firm? No. And you're like, like Suzanne, we would love to have you climb the corporate ladder. It was ladder. never in the cards for me. Actually, check that urine. Never mind. Piss in the bucket, please, <laughs> please. I think my only other option of of a like other job would have been selling spaghetti and pizza in Cleveland. And that's not a bad job. Not a bad job. People are happy. It's they a come great in, job. They eat good food. They feel good. Well, when you're they entertaining leave. too. You know, yes. there's there's something about feeding people is is you yeah. know I love to cook. It's a, it's a it's, it's, a connect, a it's a legitimate connection with people because it's like the pleasure centers of the brain are mm. activated by good food. Yeah. And also like comfort. And oh, yeah. Food friendship. is love. Yeah, it's food. All that stuff. And the good one, good food is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my- Like wheatgrass juice is not really love. Not particularly. I mean, it's not hate. <laughs> but like, if no, you drink wheatgrass- kind of neutral. You're just deciding, I want to be healthy. Blah. Well, it's nice when you're in that zone of like I'm taking care of myself, and I know wheatgrass and ginger and all that stuff are good juice. You know, it's good. It's good. I think the the wheatgrass lobby might have pulled a fucking fast one on us. Oh yeah, I'm I think it's bullshit. It. I'm not buying it anymore. It tastes terrible. <laughs> I feel like things that are good for you should taste good. You know, up until like cake. <laughs> um, I <laughs> this is funny. Recently, a, a good friend of mine here in Austin told me about this stuff called black oxygen. Oh, that's that bullshit they were talking about the other day, bullshit. Jamie. Oh, my Jamie. God. Okay, so, so so I started taking it, Joe, and, and it's powder form. It's dirt. And You're it's, eating dirt. It's fulvic right? acid, which is minerals. and Which is dirt. Yeah. So I, I was taking it, and then I, I was actually, like, losing some weight, and, like, I was like, Of course oh, you were. You were dying. Is, you're eating so, dirt and you're so dying. Nick, Nick went to go buy us some more. No, Nick! And you couldn't find it anywhere because literally- Because it's that, illegal. That day, I'm not kidding you, that day was like December 6th or some shit, that it came out that this was like some fucking pyramid scheme. Yeah. And there was uh, arsenic and lead and you couldn't get it on Amazon. You couldn't even find their website. And I was like, oh my God. Bro. Oh, so I've been poisoning myself. Crazy cool, 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 is cool. It that that can be a thing. I'm and fine, could, by the way. Someone could literally sell dirt. Like, I got an idea, bro. No, Imagine a bunch of guys in a fucking apartment somewhere in Santa Monica. They've been doing this Monica. for centuries. This has been like, yeah. this is a thing. I know, but the fact like that all the other, it like, got to you. Smoke and mirrors. It I got did. to you. It did. Listen, if that ever comes up, please run it by me. Yeah. If someone run, gives me a new thing. Yeah, I'll run it up the totem pole. I'll Copy. get an answer quick. Thank you, friend. Thank There's you. always someone who will go, hey, hey, hey. No. Well, you know, the thing is, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm a, I am after a life of health and vitality and joy. And so, you know, I exercise a lot and, and I, I keep a fairly, you know, like concise diet, give or take, getting stoned and eating cereal at midnight but whatever cereal is delicious it's so good why is it so good when Fucking it's so delicious. bad for you oh, what's your it. what's your like guilty pleasure Ooh. which one we, we if i had through... peanut butter captain crunch no next shit. to count chocula which one are you gonna oh my grab God. so we're we're more of the berry loops? like we do fruit loops and kind of like blueberry but, but we'll get the like organic fruit loops oh <laughs> like that's bullshit no no no, no 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 i like no, golden no. grams too what was that we, we had a sponsor for a while that had like a keto breakfast cereal magic spoon pretty fucking good it's pretty good, it's it, pretty good. You, you know what it's like 70% of the taste with zero guilt and I put honey on that 
on oh, that keto terrible stuff. person. No, honey's going. That's it's not good. Natural. No, no, they fuck up the whole vibe. No, it's okay. No, you have no sugar. Maybe they a little have... cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't stop on my dreams. <laughs> it's not. Isn't it fucked that like sugar is such a siren song? It just pulls you right into the rocks. Like, ah. <laughs> you're just like, I'll take it. Give me the tiramisu. Crash. Right of the rocks, face first. I love Fuck. Tiramisu is my all time favorite. Yeah, it's Tiramisu so good. is my all time favorite. What are you, Italian? What I'm is this? a fucking Italian over here. <laughs> yeah. Tiramisu is my number one. Tiramisu, if it's I could so have just good. tiramisu, a pe- if I went like last day on earth, 100%. <laughs> love it. Big Bitch. fan. I even compote on it or no. I'm a bad Italian. I like Italian. little fruit on top like of it cheesecake. or no. You don't like cheesecake? No. That doesn't mean you're a bad Italian. No. It means you recognize that tiramisu is better. If tiramisu and cheesecake are right next to each other and the tiramisu looks like it's properly prepared, <laughs> the correct move is to go with the tiramisu. You're not supposed to fuck with that cheesecake. That stuff gets on the roof of your mouth. It's okay. Tiramisu is better. Tiramisu is like there's something about like when they have the little cocoa powder on the top of the whipped the cream so and the cheese. Was it mascarpone cheese? Yes, yes. And like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's so creamy. You when eat it, you're well. like you're such a bad person. It's like no, just so wonderful. No. I th- I think that we have to nom, enjoy these nom, these delicacies nom. more. Like that baby with the pizza. Yeah, exactly. That's what we have to do. Like be. your Christmas. Just yes. eat your pie, Joe. Yeah. Eat your pie. No, no, no. And I then you get back pie. to look the thing is you're, Daddy's you're got too, a problem. You're too determined. That's the problem. I add that to pie. Like I'm determined to eat more pie. Like once I eat a piece of pie, I'm like, let's go. You're never gonna more turn pie. into fat Thor. But you it are, doesn't matter. It's like just, Slayer songs start playing. And then I want to conquer this fucking cherry pie. It's not good. No, but you're I be don't. Fine. I don't appreciate that I'm going to feel like shit for like twelve hours afterwards. That's the problem. Twelve hours? Yeah. yeah. Did you sleep that night? Yeah. Okay. But I yeah. just have like crazy nightmares. Too. Yeah. Like when you have too much sugar in your yeah, system, yeah, yeah. like your body's trying to fight off totally. demons. Totally. I had a nightmare last night that I was late for the Rogan podcast, like I did the last time, and it was this real odd. You were la- late last time? No, but I had the same dream oh. that I was late. <laughs> but last time, Brad Pitt was my boyfriend, and I was late. And I had it last night. I was I was late, and then it and I realized. So it was like Nick and I were at this bar that I love uh, called the Sagebrush. Here they have all these pool tables, and they always have live music, and it's great. Where's that at? Uh, it's farther down on South Congress in Austin. It's great. It's just like a honky tonk. Oh, nice! And we shoot a lot of pool. It's really fun. Do you shoot like that bullshit bar pool, or you shoot like a real table? There. What do you mean? I don't want to shame you. Shame me. Little tiny tables. No, they're well, you they're put full coins tables. in. Full full. Oh tables. yeah, you put coins in. Oh. So that's a bar table. Well, uh. <laughs> you want a nine foot table? That's okay, okay. Real pool. That's like uh, Jamie. You're a basketball player. <laughs> If you played yeah, basketball I mean, still, in a yeah, tiny sure. little bullshit room like this size, you retired from basketball? Yeah, last week. Really? No. Because of uh, no, I'm I'm not, not, Jamie I'm not a basketball player. I was actually shooting baskets last night for the first what? time in okay. three years. Let's let's say it this way. Instead of basketball, because I, I know you, you actually have a, a wicked three-pointer. Uh, if if golf was on a very small lot. Uh, it makes it easy. Right. It'd be a problem. It's a part right? three. But it wouldn't be the same. Right? Okay, okay, okay. First of all, I beat you on your own table one time. What happened? I scratch? No, you did not scratch. You won? <laughs> I did win. Seems odd. No, it was it was it was I was probably trying to set you up for a bet. <laughs> Gary was there too. We had witness. Okay. First of all, we're gonna play after this. We'll see. Okay. 
You can actually yeah. play a little pool. But what? Like you're a smart person. Thanks. Like you know where the ball's going. I you do figure okay. it out. You think yeah. it through. I yeah. love pool. I, I, I know you do. I've played a lot, but yeah. you know, you had a glove on the first time Put we played together. <laughs> well, I have a, I have sweaty hands. <laughs> And I, I, here's the thing: like I'm fully aware when I put this glove on, I'm going to be made fun of. But I, I get to this point, it's like I, a little I, black I glove. I respect you. It's only over two fingers, folks. Two, well, two fingers and a thumb. <laughs> it's because my fingers sweat, and I, I need I have these Kamui gloves. It makes the cue slide through my fingers better. I know that's a joke. I'm no, like, while I'm doing, it, I'm like, all, I'm a loser. No, I know, but no, this is not. better. But first I'm like, all, but this you're, is better. You're, you're a pool athlete. And and you have passion, and, and I respect that. <laughs> Look, you get your gear, you know, like. No, it's better with a glove than no glove. That's the only reason why I do it. Don't I know but, it? But but it makes not true. You, you feel like a loser. You do feel like a guy with a glove on. <laughs> you know. Uh, but a lot of the best players of the world, like if you looked what? at all the best players in the world, I would say, at least fifty percent of them are wearing pool gloves. I mean, it, it's like a delicacy, you know. It's it's like, how do you want to do this? Do you want to, like, you're right. I I like playing not slop. We don't play slop, but playing at the we bar. We play slop. We play no, ball, we're not going to play slop. slop. I know how to play. We're okay, not playing slop. That's not why I said it. It's in, first of all, that's insulting. It's fun. It's fun to play wild. It's the balls are wild. That's how gamblers play. Oh, I love when they gamble. gamble on nine ball. They they play all the balls wild. Wait, what does that mean? That means if you like go to shoot a, a one ball oh, we're in a side pocket. Oh, talking gambling on pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you gamble on nine ball. One mm-hmm. of the reasons why nine ball is a gambler's game, and okay. this goes back to like decades and decades ago, okay. is that nine ball is kind of a wild game in that all the balls are wild. Like if you went to shoot the one ball in the corner but you missed mm-hmm. and it bounced three rails and went into the side pocket, mm-hmm. still good. Right. Still good. Okay. It counts. Because the ball went in the hole. You didn't have to m- want to make it in that hole. Mm. But here's the thing. I it prefer always, the intentional. Right. But it yeah. favors the person who makes the best shots. But the, the luck factor makes it exciting for people watching. Because you can see a person who's a better person. Ah, I prefer skill over luck. I do too. Mm. But there's something fun <laughs> about watching a nine ball ricochet around a fucking table when someone missed and then go into the corner Whoa. pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, ah! Yeah, yeah. I love and the lottery. Gamblers it's exciting. love that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the skillful players decided to invest in 10 ball. Mm-hmm. And what 10 ball is, is nine ball plus another ball. You have to call every shot. Okay. So yeah. it's rotation the way nine ball is, but it also has no luck involved at all. Mm-hmm. And then gamblers started moving towards that but that's like that's a little trickier like when you're betting on mm-hmm. 10 ball like uh, there's a difference between like sometimes you'll uh, over assess how good someone is at nine ball and then you see them at 10 ball like that one extra ball that you have to maneuver around to knock that one into okay makes like a giant percentage maybe 10 percent, whatever it is there's no a shit. difference yeah and wow. if you played 15 balls if you had to do those in rotation then you would really see the difference in players like wow like there's a guy named efren reyes arguably the greatest of all time from the Philippines. One of the greats, for sure. Played rotation, which is like a 15-ball game in the mm-hmm. Philippines. So he got so used to playing with 15 balls that like nine balls was easy. So when wow. he came over to America, like he had a way better sense of where the ball was going than yeah. people just played nine balls. So pool. Yeah. Pool's like, a, there's, a, there's a thing going on with pool. Yeah. It's like testing where you are in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's not just testing whether or not you know how to shoot a ball. It's how together are you? How bad do you hate yourself? 100%. 100%. Joe, you're so right. I, I was literally talking to Nick about this last night. I said, it, I, I, I uh, 
compared that sentiment to other areas in my life where I was like, when I'm like doubting myself, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm not going to make this. But I, I can. Like, I have the skill. I know how to play pool. I'm, yeah. I'm actually pretty good. But there's this mental game going on, just like tennis. I love tennis. When I play tennis, there there's a—I'm um, pretty competitive. I wouldn't normally admit that, but I've had a few. And yes, I am competitive. I— the mental game is everything. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, and, and I, I can attribute that to pool in that way where like before I even get to the table and I line it up, I'm like, mm. and I start doubting and, and like telling myself, you know, whatever. But when I'm in a different state of mind, I'm like, think like, and I'll have the, the table for five, six games in a row and I've done it, but it's a weird internal struggle I have with making war on Suzanne. You should go pro. <laughs> <laughs> Making war on Suzanne. I need to be nice to Suzanne. There's a song there. I know. I'm telling you. I know. I know. She's 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 cool. <laughs> Dude, we've been talking for almost three fucking no. hours. It's four twenty. I didn't like, know that. How is that possible? Well, it's real fun. <laughs> Jamie knows. He's like, God, I'm so bored with this. Are you bored? No. Oh, I'm not. Jamie is. Look at him. Look at him. He's falling asleep. What's over your there. typical podcast time frame these days? There's no. I mean, it's usually generally around three hours. Everyone has to pee. Yeah. But we already peed. Yeah, you know, it's you like, know those toilets are pretty low. They're like squatty potties. Some of them are. Yeah, some of them are low. In the ladies' room, apparently, they're very low. In the men's room, they're normal size. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck. I was like, yeah, <laughs> we've been here a whole year, but we still haven't like totally like uh, figured this place out. It's wonderful. No, I I, I think the squatty potty's great. <laughs> Squatty potties are good. Have you ever used that thing that you put under the feet of the I toilet? Know, you sit on it. It's great. You put your feet on it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We're supposed to squat over holes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> There's this book called, oh my God. It's by, oh boy. It's about your digestive system and like your, what? Goes, your digestive system. <laughs> Sorry. Your fault. That's, that, that's Buffalo Trace coming home. Your digestive system. like, can you edit that out? No, keep it God in. Damn it. That part we keep it in. Only the legal stuff we get out. <laughs> Problem is we can get edit happy. Try it's to about turn your this into a digestive perfect... system. Oh. And uh, the the name is escaping me right now. But it's amazing what happens. Like the well, first of all, the minute you like have a like a forkful of food coming towards your mouth, and your senses and all the things going on inside your mouth, like like these like trash cans of saliva that are going to grab whatever's bad and whatever's good and all your nutrients and all that stuff. And yeah, it's it's like our bodies are fascinating. They're they fucking are. fascinating. Um but anyway, this book gives you like this whole like rundown start to finish on what happens when you're ingesting food and it's going through your digestive system. It's like what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back and but but like um lost it found it um just just the way that we're we're made up anyway <laughs> yeah nature is it's bizarre like it why is. our digestive systems are really strange the idea that there's a bunch of bacteria living down there that oh, yeah. like gives us an appetite for certain foods oh yeah well like people that start sugars. eating healthy they start like craving healthy foods they yeah. start craving like salmon yeah, like and shit. If you, well if you have candida 
yes. your sugar intake is through yeah. the roof. And, and a lot of people do. A lot of people do. When well, I, we're an ecosystem. That's, oh, yeah. That's the weirdest part about being a person that's never, I mean, very rarely discussed that there's more bacteria living in your gut than have ever been people ever. There's a bunch of weird factors that attribute to your personality. Well, your gut your health energy. and your mental health are very related. Yeah, They're yeah. directly related. Well, it's. I think we look at the problem is we look at it in terms of a bunch of different systems like working together. Mm-hmm. I think we should look at it as like a one big system mm. that has a bunch of different entities to it. And if you had that, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to pour sand in the engine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's fine. It's only pie. Yeah. But that's what we're doing. It's only pie. It's only pie. Fuck, it's, it's only delicious. Pumpkin I'm pouring delicious pecan. sand into the fucking gears. I got a bag. Yeah. But that's what it's like. And we're, we're like accustomed to doing it. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be an option, but I'm saying that like we need to be like way Here's a more question. vocal about what this is. I agree. Here's a question. When you, the more, I mean, you're a very healthy guy. You, you have like your body down to a science, right? In a way, not I'm. You have the pseudo, resources. I have my body down to a pseudoscience. <laughs> but but you have the resources and you exercise in a way that like your body is very important to you. I work out and, a lot. And yes. but on top of that, you also um, experience enlightenment in various forms of meditation or maybe psychedelics or whatever it is that works for you. And my question to you is: Do you feel a difference? When you have achieved a level of, it's not even self-awareness, it's kind of like an overall, like maybe spiritual and physical and mental awareness, where you introduce or reintroduce like a contaminant or, or sugar, where you like feel it harder than you did maybe when you were a kid, right? I think you feel it harder when you were a kid, and I think you also feel it harder when you're more aware of how... I don't how... think you feel it harder when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you're just like fucking cupcakes. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. You feel it harder as an adult than when you were a kid. Got it, got it, got That's it. That's what I meant. Okay. Like now, as a 54-year-old, if I eat cupcakes... You're 54? I'm 54. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> My friend, Suzanne. <laughs> if, uh, if I eat cupcakes today, I feel them very differently than if Correct. I ate cupcakes when I was 20. Yes. When I was 20, it was like, thrown into a volcano it would just burn off and that would be the end just of like it. a trash bag it didn't yeah. matter it didn't matter <laughs> yeah. but um that's the case with all of us but there's also a thing where i think i'm more aware of how what i eat affects my body whereas back then i was just like Duh! <laughs> i was just Pizza. fucking bouncing in the walls with blinders on and i don't think i was necessarily that aware I think yeah. I was like more engine, less mm. traction. Sure. I was a lot of like sliding into trees. <laughs> like, there was a lot of acceleration uh, not under control. And I think that's the same with my diet. Because I think that when you're young and you eat like three pizzas, you mm. don't even think about it. You're like, bah! <laughs> but then when you're tired, you don't put the two and two together. You right. don't go, oh my right. God, I feel like shit because I ate three pizzas. Right. You just feel like shit for whatever random yeah. reason. I can't wait to feel good again. Yeah. And you just keep eating the same kind of food. Yeah. But when you get older, you are more vulnerable to your choices. Like you feel your food choices differently. But also, you've had a conversation with your body for more years. So mm. as the more years go on, the more you and your body have this understanding of the requirements. Like yeah. me, me and my body will have like little arguments. Yeah. Like when my body will talk to the brain and go, hey, pussy. What are we doing? We need to do something. Like yeah. we're getting annoyed at people. Yeah. It's time to go to the gym. Fuck yeah. face. Yeah. And then my brain would be like, uh, it's good to have rest and recovery. 
and then the bodybuilder. I think that's where that Sarno stuff comes in play for uh, me. Not not in the overall view. Like explain if I, that because we were talking about that before right, we started the podcast. Right. Um, so uh, Nick introduced me to the Doctor Sarno methods, and it's John John Sarno. John that's Sarno. Name, right? Yeah. Because I would get these repetitive. It would start in my specifically right shoulder blade up my neck to the back of my skull, and I wouldn't be able to like turn my head. And it would lock, mm. and and I would always attribute it to like, oh, I slept funny, or like I've been playing music even if I weren't playing music, and so I was married to this narrative that wasn't necessarily true, and it was mostly mental, and and mind you, like if I had, if I had an injury, like that'd be one thing, but this was that Sarno, you know, ethos of like you have repressed emotions or you have something that you're not acknowledging. Like a and, psychosomatic mm-hmm, thing, right? Exactly. He calls it yeah. TMS. It's, what, what is that? It stands for uh, tension mitosis syndrome. So what happens is your brain fires off uh, your repressed emotions and it manifests in your body and it's real pain. It's not it's not made up. So you're, and and you're so my muscles and... are deprived of like your myofascia is deprived of oxygen, which creates this this like lock in your shoulder blade, which is where it would show up for me. How is your myofascia deprived of oxygen? Because your brain is repre- it's your repressed emotions, and they're putting it somewhere. So it's like uh, your your brain makes the muscle contract or something. Like... It's it, it's putting this like anger or or like unresolved thing right. in your body. Right. And and specifically, what happens is your your myofascia is deprived of oxygen, which then makes the muscle lock. Is this um, a theory of what the mechanism is, or has this actually been proven by studies? It, it's been. I think it's been proven by studies. I or mean, I, I've I've read just... his books and I've I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos, so I'm not an expert on it. But I can tell you for for my life, when I recognized that my my pain was potentially ostensibly emotional, I started. Oh. Like examining, well, like, what are you really feeling? And it's sort of meditative in that way. And I'll be honest, like when I've had moments of tension where I was having an argument or something or I was getting bad news and email and like I'd start to feel whatever I was like, maybe my stomach hurt and I get I get a lot of stomach aches and that that's definitely a, a manifestation of my emotions. Yeah, I would take a different approach. Rather than be like, oh, fuck, I got to get some Rolaids and I like, got to lay down. And I have this thing, this this routine that I've had for a long time. And I would approach it differently. And I have been approaching it differently. And it's it's really been interesting. And mind you, like we were talking about this earlier about like if you have actual pain from residual, whether it's, you know, you were talking about jujitsu and, and oxygen deprivation from like holds and things. Right. Um, I can just speak for myself. I'm not an expert. But when I would entertain even the idea that, you know, Suze, this is, I think you're mad about something else and you should sit with that. Like my, sh- my shoulder would change. Like it wasn't like. Right, I, like I, so you were just like clenched up. Yeah. I mean, it's re- the pain is real. That's the thing. It's not the the right. pain is not an idea. Like it, you're actually having a thing that's that fucking sucks. And I think it's important also to say there's two different things. There's like someone who's been in a car accident and Correct. clearly has a fucked up back, and that's yes. causing them pain. Yes. And then someone where there's not, well, they can look at an MRI or uh, X-ray, and they go, mm-hmm. "We don't know what's wrong, yes. but you're in agony." Yes. But when you go back to like our caveman cells, like if you, we neglect to remember that our our bodies are really 
incredible. They heal themselves. And like a lot of our injuries are, are like residual, like pharmaceutical, like you have restless leg syndrome, so you have to take this. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of that stuff is really mental. Right. And, and like we, but we marry ourselves to this like, oh yeah, that's right. I got a bad back or me, I have bad feet, so I'm going to have this and this. And so I would just like subscribe to this idea rather than give myself the opportunity to be a healthy living adult that right. has a lot of like, I, you know, I'm I'm not broken, right? But but I've thought that for a long time. I've thought like, oh man, I got bad feet, so I'm gonna have bad. But knees you you and always say like back. the bad feet thing. Like, have you ever looked at like foot strengthening exercises? Oh yeah, no, I got yoga toes. <laughs> do they help? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do they right. Help a lot, and yoga helps a lot. Well, they really should. We're all supposed to have fingers or toes rather splay out like fingers. Correct. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Like this idea that like you can sort of reconnect with your natural physical being as opposed to like the, you got this, you should take this medicine right. for this. And and just like thinking for a long time that you have an issue that you ostensibly don't have. Right. Mind you, if you have an accident or something that might require more attention, that's different. But I've I've recognized recently that a lot of my shoulder and neck issues are specifically emotional well i think there's a lot of people for sure that are experiencing that there's a lot of people yeah. for sure that are experiencing a lot of tension and especially now like more than ever in our lives right like when yeah if you ever been alive where people are this fucking tense no well i mean never you, what you were saying earlier about uh, like our line of work in yeah. entertainment and like oh like we don't get to create if we're you know we, right, don't we get, get an locked audience. out of what like, we do uh, but other people that like their jobs are their passion and right. and things that they love they i mean get locked we're, out of that too like how about yeah. chefs how about you know people that All work in a, a lot of people that worked in restaurants got fucked yeah i mean it became a real goddamn shit show mm -hmm. for those folks and how about teachers who are Thank you. terrified? Salute, my Cheers. Friend. Salute. How about teachers that are terrified? The yeah, Lord's work. We're making it happen. There's so many teachers out there that are terrified of um, their kids getting them sick and then they're dying. You know, like they're, they're really worried. Like in, if you're a teacher and maybe you haven't been concentrating on your health and all of a sudden like going to school is not just you're going to take care of some kids and give them you're some ideas risk. and help mm -hmm. them to educate themselves and evolve their view of the world, now you might die. Now you might die. Now your job is a Do you believe thing. that? 100%. For some people, they definitely might die. It's just how many? What's the percentage? Mm -hmm. You know, for sure. I know people that have gotten fucked up by COVID. And I know people that just breeze through it. Yeah. And I know people that got fucked up by Delta that took, you know, and I know people that got this new one, Omicron, and it's been nothing for them. So fortunately, so, that's the the way this is headed with this particular variant, is that it's it's more contagious than ever, mm -hmm. but it's less virulent. Right. Like it's not rough. Right. On most people, and they've only recorded, they they uh, they've recorded I think seven deaths or n maybe nine deaths worldwide. Find out how many deaths worldwide have been from Omicron, but only one of them in the United States, and they kind of abandoned that. They had this idea that this guy was. They, they said he definitely p tested positive when he died, but he had pre-existing conditions that they think may have been the cause of death. Whatever it is. They don't, but that's one, only one person. So who knows how many fucking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have caught it over the last month or so. It's been a viral blizzard. Well, A so hurricane, what they say? Blizzard. Blizzard. It was a blizzard. You know, I, I got 
caught on to the Alex Berenson stuff in his yeah. in his research. And then I I personally don't know anyone who died from COVID. But I know like people telling me they had family members and so and I've I've so much respect for that. I, I have empathy, sympathy, all the things like I'm being I, I'm sensitive to that. I'm not gonna tell you that I know tell any better. To me. But I, I mean but I <laughs> <laughs> I always when I hear but I'm always like well here comes the hard stuff but the thing that's confusing me now is like this Christmas season so many people I know are like oh I, I couldn't go home because we tested positive even though so-and-so is asymptomatic and 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 like we tested positive but thank god we were only sick for two days like it's it's you know I, I'm confused by there are not bodies like like piling up in the street. Not with this new one. We're, well, and we're really lucky. This could be the end. This could be the end of the pandemic. I hope so. I hope so. But it could be if it, if it imparts real immunity to people to catch it, like that. This immunity lasts for the next variant, and the immunity that we used to have previously, it's not one hundred percent guaranteed with this variant. Like people have been sick for COVID, and, and Peter McCullough actually admitted this recently on Twitter. He said that the uh, variant that we used to have, like the Delta, if you had had the Alpha, the, you were immune to the Delta. But if you have had previous infection to COVID, you may not necessarily be immune to Omicron. So even if you're a person who survived COVID that before, like a month ago, they thought wasn't going to get COVID again, you might get this one. But you just but said Omicron, news, like one person is reported as yeah one but they they don't even think that that's how he died anymore they kind of abandoned that idea they think he was already going to die but he tested positive mm -hmm. when he died but he was fucked no I, no I think, uh, offense think, intended again like approaching sensitively like, to people that have had difficult times with this i i think the obsession with our okay uk says 14 deaths and 129 hospitalized by Omicron. Well, clearly by dictators, and they're lying to the people, right? Th but that's that's Kidding. what I'm saying. Like, well, I, I, I don't, don't know. I, I that don't sounds know. reasonable, I don't though. Know. How many but people I, are in the UK? I don't know. All, all I do know is, like, I, I think it was 2016. I had the worst flu of my life. I don't remember a couple days. I was so fucking sick. Like, I, I literally, I couldn't speak. I, I missed out on shows, and I don't remember like two whole days. And that was 2016, and I had the flu. But back then, like, you just got better. And I wasn't right for a couple months. You know, I was like- A couple months, really? Getting my, like, my strength back up. Like, I was, I was just sleeping so hard. I was so tired all the time. And then I got better. And I, I can only speak for my, my own life and my human experience. And, and I, like I said, I, I have so much respect for anyone who's had a really hard time with this, specifically death- or of loved ones or or their own illness I, I i would like to have a conversation and understand what you've experienced but i do believe that what's on the news is is so manipulative in terms of fear-mongering and trying to get us to think something that m may not be what it is and i i i want to be a part of of the the solution and 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 positivity but the way that things are being run is really fucking scary. Well, it's really scary in that because I don't know what's real. We're monitoring. I, we're we're making money off of what's killing people. 
like whatever the numbers are, like if you talk about the numbers, if the numbers are exaggerated, it's more beneficial to the person that's reporting the story because more people are going to read it. If you say a thousand people died this week from COVID, way more people are going to read that than zero people died. So instead of saying this new variant seems to be like a cold, and if we take care of ourselves and if we look after our immune systems, we can get through this and also potentially gain herd immunity. Imagine if they just set that out there. Right, they put right. it out there like we're going to give you guys uh, like a, a, a little emotional and like uh, anxiety treat. We're going to tell you we might be okay because this one variant that seems to be like really prevalent and impossible to stop, like even that crazy lady on CNN that Asian lady that's always talking about doom and gloom. She's the end of times lady. You know that lady? <laughs> you know that lady? Mm. She was like, facial, she goes, cloth facial masks are no more than dec decorations. Cloth masks are facial decorations. She said it on CNN. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard that? Yeah, we played it the other day. Doom and gloom! She said cloth masks don't work. She was trying to scare people into wearing like fucking hazmat suits. Right, but really right, what right. she made people realize, like this whole year of wearing these masks of course if air is getting in what else how much protection is it giving but you but also you're ingesting but is it giving you 10 percent? Own... how much what percent of protection is giving you is it even giving you 10 is it giving i don't think so it might be giving you something it might be giving you something but what's the number the i want to fucking study well you know who to talk to all the people that the want problem is to all the people that I talk to say I'm just a musician. Things. I can only tell you that I keep getting denied access because you have to be vaccinated and show a negative test. Like all that stuff makes no sense to me. Well, we're, we're in How the you middle. Doing? We're in the middle of all kinds of weirdness, Suzanne. <laughs> all kinds of weirdness. We're all trying to figure this out, but we have to have a commitment. To like wanting friendship, a commitment to wanting it to be worked out in a positive way. I do, and I th I, I know you do, and I do too. And I'm Jamie just a does lover. too. Jamie's a little sketchy. Sometimes he gets antisocial. He plays video games. He's a golfer. Jamie, I, I would really like to hang out with you soon. <laughs> we should play golf. We can with watch Jamie. the Browns break our hearts. Play golf with him. It's a fucking assassin. James is gonna be on the tour. He's gonna. I'm gonna lose him to the tour. It's gonna be an issue. Right? Sicko. Look at him. He's a sicko. Sponsors. Golf is a real problem. Golf's a problem for this show. It's a sick game. Makes people sick. People. Do you golf? No. I'm scared. I would like it. I'm sure I'd love it. I see Jamie and fucking Hinchcliffe. Their eyes light up. Ron White, his eyes light up when you talk about golf. Fitzsimmons, his eyes light up. They love golf. Fuck that game. Oh, weird. Something everybody likes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it meditative for you? No. It's definitely not. Are you competitive with it? Yeah. Okay. With myself. Super competitive. How are you with putt Listen to me. He has a computer set up in the back where he has a net that he drives into. Oh, shit. And the computer tracks the speed of his ball and uh, how far it's going to go, wow. given the certain trajectory as it hits the net. Okay. Am I saying anything it's wrong? It's a simulation of golf. <laughs> Look at him. He's a robot over there. He's like that guy that winds up killing that dude in that uh, fucking in alien movie. <laughs> For sure. For sure we're in the Matrix. Jamie, are we in the Matrix? Could be. Why wouldn't? I mean, sure. Well, here's the problem with that. You thought the movie was good, but Suzanne thought it sucked. So, like, uh, what are we doing here? Uh, that's, I, I don't like... Uh, so I, 
I don't like hearing people's opinions on movies I want to see before I've seen them. Wait, you haven't seen it? No, no, no. I have. Oh. Because then, but it goes in. I had already right. heard people saying that sucked before it, fucks it with came your out. And you're like, well, wait, why do you think it sucks? Right. I didn't hear that. Did you like it to begin I went, with? You I know, went like, in a virgin. I had no, no. All right, so did nothing. you like the other Matrix movies? I did. I loved them. I loved them. How many times well, did you, know, you see them? Which like, ones did you I love? I can't say I've seen the third one enough. All right, so like, did you play the Matrix video games? Do Whoa. you, you know, th- let me tell you exactly, something about so. the third one. But you have. Sure. <laughs> if you saw the third one once, you saw it enough. <laughs> the the first one's the movie. The problem with the Matrix is like uh, they get incrementally less dynamic or something. Like, what is it? What is it about the second one? Well, the the was it they they they're burdened the down. Fourth, the fourth well, one. Well, this it, all of them are burdened down by the power of the first one. So you have right. to follow all the, well, the narratives that were established the in the first until one until a certain point where they like. Right, they but really... like anytime you make a sequel, well, how's Avatar always... going to stand up? James Cameron's the baddest motherfucker who's ever done movies, son. I know, but I mean, he's got his own Rolex. So if it does, like, it's ten years. You know, how long ago was that? Even that was a long time. James Cameron has his own Rolex. It's Martin Scorsese has his own Rolex. Same James Cameron did Terminator Two, and that that is way better than the first one. Cameron did Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah. He's the baddest motherfucker that's ever done movies. He knows how to make movies. He knows how to make like he took Alien and he said, "I got an idea. How about they're easy to kill, but they're infinite." They're everywhere. Right, right, right. Like he changed the movie. The first movie, like you can argue that the first movie was more terrifying because I think it was because we had never seen anything like that before. 1979, Sigourney Weaver. It's one of the best movies in terms of like inclusiveness. She's wonderful. The, fe- by the, the way. heroine, the females, the the hero of a action science fiction horror movie. She's the hero. She kills the monster. It's the first of its kind. Ever. And it's so good, no one notices. What do you mean? No one notices that a woman was the hero. It's False. just so good. No, no, no. I'm not saying they don't notice it was Sigourney Weaver. I'm saying it doesn't become a narrative. The narrative is this movie is fucking awesome. Sigourney Weaver is fucking awesome. It's never a woman finally gets a role at this, the number one role in a monster <sighs> oh, right, movie. Right. She kills, right, 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 right. The, saves the earth from the evil right, fucking. Right, right, the peripheral. No shit. one cares. Okay. They just care. Oh, yeah, Sigourney yeah, yeah. Weaver's awesome. Yeah, she the is. movie's awesome. Yeah. And it was so goddamn terrifying. Yeah. And then James Cameron comes along and he says, okay, that first one was really hard to kill, but the ones that I'm putting in this movie are retarded. And they're just going to run right into your guns. And they're everywhere. And they're just shooting them down. They're just gunning them down. Is that Alien 2? Yes, yeah, Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a totally different kind of movie. Right. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. Like, the aliens are easy to kill in that movie. There's so many of them. <laughs> they're gunning them down, I got right? To, I got to work with Sigourney Weaver once, back when I was an actor. Oh. She's great. Did you get a girl crush? I did. And and like she wrote me a letter. Like I got it in the mail from her Cartier uh you know what do you call it? Um oh my god, I've I've had some buffalo trays. Jamie's fancy. He and, knows about and Cartier's. She, she just wrote me um a really nice letter about enjoying working with me and I I, I still have it. Is that the word you're looking for? What stationary? is it? <laughs> stationary, thank you. I could not think of stationary. Cartier! This is I was bad. like, what is she On trying to Cartier say? Cartier stationery. Thank oh. you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Boy, am I embarrassing myself. <laughs> but she was amazing. She was lovely. Yeah, she's a beast. Yeah. Like, that lady's been in some fucking ferocious movies. Especially she's those a nice alien person. movies. She's a very present, nice person. Like, she wasn't 
acting like a like a big dog. She was working. That's and it was nice. very cool. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah, I like her. she was also an avatar, right? I was say also an avatar. Yeah, yeah yes. also an avatar. Wait, is there a second scientist? Yeah, they're working on Next they're working on multiple avatars simultaneously mm-hmm. because I think they take so long to do. That it's yeah. probably better just like keep the people there and keep them working. Well, do you remember the first one? How like yeah groundbreaking it was? Did you see? Did you ever 3D? see the? I did. Yeah, me too. I, you know, it's funny. We were talking about 3D the other day, and I forgot about Avatar 3D because that's wow. one of the. F- that's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah, well, better. that was the way to see it. I mean, it you could better. see it in the regular theater, yeah. but theater. I think that concept. They sold 3D TVs because people were going to be watching Avatar at home. Like, You're right. You can't watch this without it. And yeah, like, I remember we went to Best that. Buy. <laughs> we were trying to get uh, TVs for the studio. We went to Best Buy looking at TVs, and they had a 3D TV. I was like, oh. <gasps> What is this? And it was weird. It was like glasses? it's kind of 3D. Did you need glasses for those 3D mm-hmm. yeah, TVs? Yeah, of course. It was kind of glasses. Yeah. You know what Samsung has now? I was just at the Verizon store the, the other 3D day. 3D cell phone. Oh my god! Don't. They have this fucking thing where you put glasses on. Are you serious? Yeah, you put goggles. They're like glasses. They look like a pair of Roka sunglasses. You put glasses on, and inside the glasses. It's like a screen. You're watching a what? like a giant movie screen. So if say if you want to watch Netflix on a Samsung phone, you put these fucking glasses, like if you're on a plane, say if you're on a plane, you're flying back to Cleveland, you put a fucking, <laughs> you put a pair of these glasses on, you watch Netflix on your phone, like mm. maybe a, a, a movie so you downloaded already, your, it's wow. inside the fucking screen, like you are watching a giant movie screen. It's crazy. It's high resolution. It's beautiful. Have you I seen was, it? Have you yes. done it? Yes. So it's, it's I like put it Oculus on the Verizon store. It's a lot like that. Okay. But but it's real clear you're wearing something. Like you can see down low. I can't you can keep see up, up man. It's just I... glasses. Like it doesn't like cover your face totally. Like it's a vacuum seal. So like you can see. Like if you look down, you see your shirt. But the thing is, like when you're watching this screen, they had like a um, uh, like a documentary, a nature documentary. When you watch these animals moving around, you're like, whoa! Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like 4K quality, <laughs> right? But it's enormous mm-hmm. and it's on glasses, and you're like, holy shit! It's it's, man, like it's, there's just part of me that's excited about that stuff. I'm like, Does wow! And then there's just part of me that's fucking freaked out and scared. It, it, you should be freaked out. It freaked it freaked me out. Because it, it really tampers with your psychology. What that guy's wearing right there is it. That's, so okay. Yeah, so what he's doing is he's wearing glasses. They're just like standard sunglasses, like the kind I have in my truck. But in those glasses, there's something that projects a screen that literally looks like a 100-inch perfect 4K screen. The, the, the quality is spectacular. So like what you're seeing when you have those glasses on so crazy. is amazing. But this is one of those things that like Apple doesn't have yet. I don't think it works on an Apple, does it? Um, there, these so these are for Samsung. There's been a right. strong rumor Apple's releasing something this year for the phone. That's, that's how it always is, right? Apple waits about. a little longer and they make one that won't crash. They don't like to be the first. <laughs> you know what I'm right, interested in though? Yeah. Like I'm I'm interested in like yeah, that's cool. That's amazing. Oculus. Like you're you're in this three dimensional. You're you're experiencing a, an alternate reality in a lot of ways. But I, I like the things that stand the test of time, like Lethal Weapon, you know, <laughs> like, where I'm still entertained and their effects or whatever they have going and their like level of, of technology is still it still has me grabbed. Yeah. You know, like this stuff is you're just inundated with something new so frequently, you know, like remember when the the 
iPod came out before the iPhone. With that the wheel? Was like, yeah, with the wheel. Like, it, it was so, it was like the one thing, right? Yeah. But now there's like 12, 20, like 30 yeah. things. And I, I, I acknowledge it. I, I, I respect it even. But to, to my human experience, it's a fucking lot. It's you know? a lot. It's a lot to like there's every some people that experience. are really, really adept to technology, and I and that's great. Like, but like I, I mean, I just want to take a walk in the woods and not get a, a Lyme disease tick. Well, you know, Cat Williams had this line once. Cat Williams had this line where he's talking about people, well, they they trick you that there's 24 hours in a day, and he's like, there ain't 24 hours in a day. He goes, it gets dark out, like 12 hours in. <laughs> and that's how they tricked you into giving up eight of your hours of the day to yeah. work in. Mm. And it's a really interesting, Yeah. when you think about it that way, you're like, oh. Yeah. And so you think about technology or anything else, and you realize like you only have so many hours of the day to think about things. Mm. So if you're thinking about technology or you're thinking about, what, whatever you're thinking about, anxiety, you're think, worried about asteroids, whatever it is, that... <laughs> It, it might. Funny you should mention. It takes away from the time you're thinking about other stuff. Mm. It just does. Yes. It doesn't mean that you should just like think about nothing other than what pleases you and allow the world to go to shit around you. It doesn't mean that. But it also means like there's a balance to be had. Correct. And if you're spending too much time thinking about things that freak you out or anger you or frustrate you or you disagree with or people that are pieces of shit, and fuck them. <laughs> cunts. Like, yeah, fucking cunts. Like it's like that's. <laughs> That's bad for all of us. It's bad, and we need to know this. We need to talk about this, and we need to stop making, stop being angry at people that gave in to that very normal, base human emotion of anger and aggression. And instead of like being completely connected to the idea that those people are pieces of shit for life, which is only going to keep them in that same cycle mm -hmm. of behavior, just let, let everybody look. Okay, let's relax. Let's all relax. Yeah. If we all, like legitimately, I know this would never happen, but if we all shared resources, if mm. like we said, hey, there's only a certain amount of natural resources on the planet Earth, there's a certain amount of people, there's too many people living in poverty, we're going to distribute this stuff fairly evenly across the world. We're not saying that you don't make more money if you work harder and you like establish a business, you figure something out and you innovate. We're not saying that, but we're saying it's like natural resources like oil and shit and all that stuff. We're going to just like distribute that evenly. Can we like agree to disagree that like all our problems we have with religion and socioeconomic policies, all these different things like... At the very Is least, we all have the earth. No, the fucking earth. Like, no one should own the blood of the earth. Mm, What's agreed. oil? It's the blood of the earth. They're sucking sure. blood out of our mothership. Sure. And we are like, listen, it all happens to be in Oklahoma, and you got to poison the well to get it. You know? <laughs> Whether it's fracking or anything else, like, that should be everybody's. I was if in it, Oklahoma once when there was an earthquake, and I was so confused. I was. I woke up. I remember being all excited because this was years ago, and I just watched Game of Thrones, a really disturbing episode. And Which I woke one? up. The Red Wedding. It was the Red Wedding. <sighs> it was funny. You should, like straight up, it was the Red Wedding. That and I was, was terrible. And I was all fucked up about it. And then I woke up to a violent earthquake, and it was really scary. And you know, I lived in California for almost twenty years, and I I went downstairs and I asked the the um, you know, the front desk. I was like, Do you guys get a lot of earthquakes here or something and they were like no because it's because of the fracking that's the thing yeah it was really yeah scary. that's real that's real <laughs> they're literally drilling holes tampering with under the earth yeah, they've caused a sh 
shit ton of earthquakes with fracking. I was but, in this historical hotel, and they were like, yeah, things are getting weird. But we're selling oil to Russia. Everything's great. I don't know if we're selling oil to Russia. Who are we selling oil to? We're selling oil to people, right? I think we're going to really see some shit in this life that we, like, and we've we've seen a lot thus far, but I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, I, it's weird. You, you know, you want to be informed, right? You want to know. Top but then, five sources. But then once you know, you can't unknow. We import from them on there. Oh, we import from them? That's what it says. Oh, Petroleum top five imports. source countries of U.S. gross petroleum imports. Interesting. Asked who we sell it to, and my question. So. And it says that we sell it to Mexico, Russia. But that's Russia. not going to be on the internet, oh, they you sell guys. It to us? <laughs> that's why I mean. Don't you think that like uh, this is not public knowledge? Yeah, it has to be almost. <laughs> and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I try not to be, but. I think this country needs a president that gets to be president for like 50 years. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, I think I think after four years you're like barely getting your feet wet and they yank out of office and go fuck you You hate immigrants and they shove some new person in and that this new person doesn't know what the fuck they're doing It takes them like a year and a half before I mean, they figure it out any different from what's happening Right, it isn't any different, but the thing is like here's the thing. It's not good if someone's corrupt It's not good if someone's a criminal. It's not good if agreed, someone's violent. Agreed. All we all agree to that But it's also not good if you don't know how to do the job and it's the most important job in the world, and a new person comes in every four years. <laughs> I mean, both those things are terrible, right? Well, it's, it's corrupt at the ground level because in order to run for Congress, it's up, true story, it's upward from, from like thirty to $50,000 a day to run. Really? So you can't be 50 like- 50 a day? You can't be an over, I mean- and no one's called that corruption. No one has said, oh, like, well, you have to have a major machine behind you in order to run for Congress. Has that, that's always been the case, right? But is that the case currently? That is legal. Like, but what if someone had, like, a really strong social media presence? Like, what if someone, like... That's never happened. But what if that did happen? What if someone, like, who was already a, a big social media person... I prefer, like, an overqualified, you know, intellectual who, who has... How about a suicide all... bomber? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, so no, lose, I, lose. I think an overqualified intellectual too, but the problem with overqualified intellectuals is oftentimes they've spent a large portion of their life in academia. So they've gone from being in school to graduate school to eventually teaching to like they're a part of this system. And although that's amazing that they can do that, and it's in the best case scenario, it allows them to be professional intellectuals and to dissect ideas at the highest level in ways that people like you or I or many other people probably wouldn't have access to the the, the right resources or sharp minds to, to, to put this into order. And, and, and then when they do put it into order and they publish something, the rest of the world gets to examine it and, and, and see their brilliant thoughts. They're, they're professional academics. Like, you're a professional singer and I'm a professional shit talker. Like, there's some people that are, like, really good at being professional You always do that. You, provokers. like, bring yourself. You're it's like, not, I'm it's a not monkey. Bad, like, I'm a, like, they I'm can't do it. It's not. They can't do it. Joe, like, you're they could very, do it, very intelligent. I'm dumb as fuck. You got to trust no, me. No, you're not. I have a really good memory. That's, that's the difference. Trust me. Listen, I'm friends with Elon. I'm dumb as fuck. Trust me. Well, that's that's trust it. me. It's like when people say they're a tough guy. 
I'm like, bitch, I know Kamaru Usman. You're, you're, you're not like a tough guy. A mountain to Just shut like the fuck up. I know Cowboy planet. Cerrone. You're not a tough guy. There's a lot of people who think they're tough guys. I'm like, I know real tough guys, and they're terrifying. I'm friends with Joe Schilling. I'm friends with like real terrifying human beings that like make a living out of throwing their bones at other people trying to knock them unconscious. So there's levels to things. Like if people say, am I a tough guy? I'm like, compared to who? <laughs> compared to who? Compared to some fat guy who never works out? Fuck that dude up. But, but, but like regular tough guys? No. No, you got to know where you stand. And that's the same place. Well, with, the definition of tough guy is fleeting, you know. But it is the same thing with, with intelligence. Like when people say you're intelligent. No, you just have access to a lot of data. But the lot of data that I have access to, other people have introduced me to. Right? It's like I'm not figuring out data on my own. The, the, there's some brilliant people out there. Correct. They're, they're legitimately, shockingly smart. Mm -hmm. But you gotta be like aware of where you are in this. Sure. When, when I'm in, I'm like a, like a fucking net for like really smart people. Get in here, tell me what you know. <laughs> I'm like, I, I throw know. that Wonder Woman lasso on them. Remember the lasso of truth? I do. That's the move. I do. Yeah, but I'm not that smart. I'm a regular smart. Mm. Like these people are like I preposterously. Disagree. As your friend, you're my I friend. I appreciate I you very much. <laughs> But you got to listen to me. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I'm not lying. There's 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 like levels to this shit, and I, we, we, I understand. It helps everybody if you know where you are. And one of the worst things is when you're around someone who doesn't know where they are, right? Like they think they're way better than they are. They think they're a way better singer, or way mm. better comic, or way better <laughs> podcaster. Like, Why don't I get the fucking attention I deserve? Right. There's always a lot of people that have these thoughts in their head, mm -hmm. and. Some of them, they just are ready to pop, and the world doesn't know yet, and they're kind of frustrated, and then, and then they break through, and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden it becomes a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, did you listen to the podcast I had with Jewel? No, but I want to. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. It's incredible. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I've her story that. is, she's homeless. Yeah. She's homeless at 18. Okay, she's singing in a fucking coffee shop. She talks the owner of the coffee shop is about to go under. And she says, listen, would it be okay if maybe I do this thing and I'll put out flyers and people come to hear this me sing? In Alaska? No, this Where is in San, San Diego. Okay. So she does this. Becomes like one of the biggest music stars Isn't she from on Alaska? planet Earth. Yeah, there? Okay, yes, okay, okay, yes. Okay, originally homeless at eighteen, moves away from her parents at fifteen. It's a crazy story, and she's one of those people like yourself that's gone through some shit. And I don't want that for my kids, <laughs> but, but I love the way you turned out. I love the way she turned out. It's like I'm so torn. It's like I don't want them to experience great pain, right. but but. Uh, it seems to be to me whether it's Joey Diaz or you or many of my friends, Eddie Bravo or you know Ari Shafir, my, all my friends that I love the most dearly, Duncan Trussell, they all came from some crazy fucked up childhood, where it produced this amazing eccentric person, and they're, they're so unique and special because they made it up that fish ladder, that fucking they passed the grizzly bear's snapping mouth. <laughs> and they got, they got into the river and they swam uphill and they made it. We're all just a bunch of salmon. We are. We are. In some fucking weird way, we are all just a bunch of salmon. I, you're not wrong. I mean, it's going to sound super weird, but like since I met you, I felt spiritually connected to you. Yeah, we're friends forever. Yeah. You and I... Whether it's uh, we we were brothers and sisters in a past life or something, there's something 
whether that's bullshit or whether it's true, the moment I met you, and I feel the same way about about Ben. Like the moment I met you guys, I was like, I'm connected to you guys. I don't know why. This is immediately connected. It's, it's mutual. It's like there's people in this life that you meet like that, and there's people in this life where you have to like earn their their friendship, and you have to earn their the connection with them. And that requires like more than a few hangouts. Like you have to hang out with them for like months and months. Like there's there's friends like that where I like the first time I met them, they were, we were like kind of peripheral friends, and I had to like crack through the ice, and then you get closer to each other, and you realize like, oh, we're all very very similar, but maybe this person has been like famous longer and is a little more jaded to people annoying them and <laughs> sucking up and stealing their time, which happens to some of these like especially rock stars. Mm -hmm. Rock stars are like the most inundated. They're just like everybody's wow. coming at them. Well, it's a real-time experience, you know. It's yeah. not like you had a show or a movie or something, and then you get the ricochet after that. It's like music is is right there, right there, real time. Did Let's you like see comedy. the Stones when they were in town? No, I didn't. Oh, no. I was out of town. I was. I don't I was on believe the they're quitting. I think that's nonsense. Hmm. I think Mick Jagger's gonna ride that fucking bitch until the wheels fall off. <laughs> but I saw him down at the um, Coda. The uh, Circuit right, of the right, Americas, right. which is amazing. If you've cool. never been in that place, I haven't. It's so crazy. The people that own it are like the Wait, nicest people. I feel people like in the I world. saw your videos. Like, yeah, I, I took like, some. I put okay. some pictures up of when it. When was this? This was. Um, was it Summertime? November, Jamie? What was the? Right before Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. It was. It's. It was like a drug. It was like watching the Rolling yeah. Stones on stage. Was like I can't Love believe. I. I can't even imagine. That's really Mick Jagger. Yeah. It was freaking me out. That's wonderful. He was right there. Yeah, it's wonderful. And it was like fifty thousand fucking people yeah. plus. That's great. And that motherfucker can still do it. Yeah. Yeah. When they sang "Gimme Shelter," I was like, "Holy yeah. fuck!" I love that. Holy fuck! Like all your. Your goosebumps have goosebumps, and you're, you're like your whole body's like yeah. I can't believe I'm really here. Yeah, I mean that that's like our life force, you know. Uh. Like that's that real time experience, and and I feel like that's what I've been talking about this whole time. Like that's that's all I want. Like like you can't take any of this shit with you, right? Right. And while I'm here, and and it feels like as the world gets crazier, my world gets smaller. Yeah. So so my. M my juice, my life force is the simplest shit, but it, and it's, it's art, it's love, it's quality time. And when the minute I pick up my phone, I lose all that stuff. And, and like, you know, obviously like I need to figure out how to get here to your podcast location. Like I need my direction, but at the same time where we're at in, in whatever um, barometer of our, our life is, you know, um, your experience with, and, and I think Jess was there with you, right? Like you were there together yeah. at the Stones. Like you had this thing that was like, I'm sure you could feel it in every cell of your body. Yeah, Tony uh, Hinchcliffe and his girlfriend were there too. Yeah, it was. Um, it's one of those things where you see it, where you feel like energy in the air transformed, that, but you can't write it down. Like no. you can't say, "Oh, I had 184 picograms of like rock and roll energy injected into my and, veins." And you know, Gary does this thing during his shows, and I love him for this, and it, it's so special. And I know a lot of like your shows, you lock up your phones before you get in, so you could just be there, be and also there. people don't fuck with your shit. But like. Be there. Be there. That's it. Yeah. Be exist in the moment. Have a good time. Just have some fun. Like, and and I'm guilty of this too. Like that minute, like you're like, this is fucking awesome, and then you pick it up and you're like, mm, but you're missing something. 
Yeah. You know, and, and that's... You are, but you're also, like, you know, you're just trying to figure it out. Like, everybody's trying to figure out what the fuck these goddamn phones are. Because they're not just phones. No. They're portals to the rest of the they world. They sure are. Yeah, and you always want to check in. Uh, Bill Burr was on Pat McAfee's show. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. It was on uh, uh, my friend uh, Crystal and Sauger. They have the show Breaking Points, and uh, they had uh, oh, this yeah. segment of... Bill Burr talking about he doesn't pay attention to anything. Good he doesn't, for him. Doesn't, doesn't listen to the news. <laughs> He's like, if you listen to Fox News or CNN, they're all fucking tra- just trying to get you angry, and I don't listen to any of it. And he goes, and every now and then, sometimes like someone will say a joke, and everybody laughs. He goes, I don't even get the joke because he's like, he's so not tuned into the nonsense that he's like complete. But he's doing Is he some happy? of the. I don't. It's I mean, you don't want him totally happy. <laughs> You want Bill Burr twenty five percent annoyed. You want him m- mostly happy, but twenty five percent pissed off so that he can keep. I think I met him that one comedy. time when we were at the Wiltern, like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, he came backstage. Yeah, that, was, that's the two thousand twelve show. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a sweetheart. Joe, that's ten years ago, dude. I know. That's <laughs> fucked up. That was December twenty first, two thousand twelve. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was eleven years ago. That was the end of the Mayan calendar. That was um, the, there was uh. A thing called the long count in the Mayan calendar. Now, looking back, they might have been right. They just might have been off by a few years, yeah. and like, I mean, <laughs> they, you know, they, they, they thought that something was going to change. Whether it was like some sort of uh, procession of the equinox changes, or a change in the where the constellations are in the sky, whatever it was, they thought something was changing in the calendar. They had this like very long calendar. And the end of the long count was December 21st, 2012. And when the, when the world didn't end, everybody was like, oh, we're going to be fine. But it might have. It might have. It might have like started Some, a process. I think something ended in 2008, but... It's not that long ago. No. 2012 is not. not that long ago. No. There it is. Doug Stan Hope, Hope, Honey, Honey. Joey Diaz, too. Joey oh Diaz God. is there, too. On the left-hand side is Joey Diaz. Yeah. Is that it was the, fun, the one on the right? The one on the right, Jamie? I think that's the whole... Oh, that's it? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it was Joey Diaz, Doug Stanhope, you guys. Eddie Bravo was backstage. Yep, too. Eddie Bravo mm-hmm. was there, and we were all like, when we booked it. I remember we booked it like a year in advance. We we're like, this is supposed to be the end of the world. Let's do an end of the world show. Oh, my heart. <laughs> Thank so you, man. Fun. Thanks. Thanks for bringing us along. Oh, you know? my pleasure. Like it's been really my fun. My pleasure. I don't, I don't know what's coming, but it's so different now, you know? It, yeah. it, there's so much to to process, but... There is, but, like, I feel like there's also this like, really unique time where we all can, like, kind of, like, join together and help each other, especially as artists, um, and I feel a giant responsibility to do that, like, as a podcast mm-hmm. host. It's like to have people on that I love, have people on that are funny or talented or whatever, and like everybody know this is what I like. Yeah, I like this. Well, you know, Nick said to me once. He said, "You know, you can have armies and things, but like nothing kicks the door or wall down like art." Yeah, and it's true. It's true. You know, um, and he would know. I mean, he's a mastermind, and there's something happening to all of us, and whether we are deep in it or we want to admit it whatever it is like there's a reckoning happening and um and i'm not i'm not like a doomsday person i'm not dark i'm i'm genuinely light by nature but i can't deny this hovering feeling and i i agree with you i think 
the art is is important. It's a saving grace, and it connects all of us. And like I said earlier, maybe a couple hours ago, (laughs) (laughs) that when I came here to see you and Dave, I mean, it... Yeah, you decided to move here. <laughs> it cha- but it changed me. Like I, I was, I, you, you like, you grabbed my soul, and reminded me of something that is very important. We're supposed to be alive. Exactly. We're supposed to be having fun. We're supposed to have an experience. Yes. And not and not deny it. And and you know, I realize that's very complicated. But like, you woke me up. It's very complicated. It is very complicated. But at the end of the day, we, we have to look at like so many factors, but then take into account like what is our end goal? What's our end goal? What's your end goal as a person? Your end goal as a person should be have better times with the people around you. Mm. Whether they like you more, you like them more, you have good friends you trust and love and you want to see them succeed, you want to see people inspire you, you want to see new art that changes the way you think about a particular genre or a particular style or whatever it is. Like All that stuff like is exciting. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel better. You want to do more. You want to well, feel we, more. We've lost something. We've lost our value. Like we're at a surface level. I don't think we've lost it. We're just we're just battling. This is what's going on, and this is what has to go on. There's no meaning without some kind of struggle, and there's some kind of struggle that's happening right now that's very unique. Yeah, well, it's kind of. People feel like we're just here to like you have to the human experiences. You have to struggle, but I, I don't agree with that. But I also understand it. But the thing is, like our the warp speed that our brains are integrating is like we, we don't have the value of time and and the depth. Like we're, we're at this point where like our greatest joy is a TikTok video or some shit that didn't take much time. It didn't take much effort. It didn't take integrity. And, and like and I mean that. Yes. Sorry if that's going to piss you off. But, you know, learn something. Learn a language. What about all the songs that were written in five minutes, though? People didn't try that hard. Well, like, those I people just stumbled can't. across it. I mean, those are they, some of the best hits of all time have been written in five minutes. Those sons like that of because bitches. Those songs that were written in five minutes were a byproduct of songs that were like your efforts as a songwriter for for the whole essence of your being. I just meant it in the TikTok thing. To stay. There's a get there there's too. a guy. I don't on, know enough about TikTok. <laughs> there's a guy <laughs> on Lex Lex Friedman show. I love Lex Friedman. I love Lex Friedman too. I there's a guy with him and Eric Weinstein. I love both He's of them. He's great. They're, They're both, both great. great. There's a there's a guy named Peter Wang who is on Lex Friedman's podcast this week, and um, there's some clips on Lex clips, and one of them I sent to Lex. I said, this is brilliant. And uh, this is this guy, Peter Wang, and he's saying, life without struggle is meaningless. And he's basically essentially saying everything that David Goggins has said, that Cameron Haynes has said, that Laird Hamilton has said, that I've said, that a lot of people have said, like, there's something about trying to achieve something that's intensely difficult gives you some sort of sense of purpose. It's not necessarily all of life. But what it is, is is like a path to understand yourself so that you can more honestly assess what life is. And I don't, I think people have a really hard time assessing what life is if the path that they're on is either too easy or is filled with falsehoods. If it's Mm. full of bullshit, like that's one of the reasons why people in Hollywood are so spiritually starving, right? Right. Because the whole sport of being like a, an actor is being a bullshit artist. Right. You literally have to be well, the best they all kinda faker. Like, they all kind of like hitch their wagon to the like the. Of course. The thing of like, and 
I don't want to speak negatively Woke on Woke culture. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to talk about ayahuasca. Of like, oh, that too. This is your shortcut. Yeah. To like, you yeah. know. Yeah, but that and, works. And like, and, and, and like, P.S., I'm a big advocate of psychedelic healing. But at the same time, I think we're all looking for something, whether you're in Hollywood yeah. or you're in, in, you know, Louisiana, South Louisiana, trying to get a job. Like, we, we all are here alive trying to figure this fucking shit out. Yeah. But I... That's the thing. We're all trying to figure this fucking shit out. All of us. And we have to be charitable. We've got to be nice to each other. Agreed. That's that's like what a lot of us missing from today's chaotic discourse. We're like cats on a hot tin roof. Fucking wow. <laughs> we just our fucking feet are hot and I, I we're really freaking like out. The the wow. like full circle of like, let's sort it out. Like, why can't we just talk? Yeah. Why can't we just say, we hey, can. I like you. I disagree with you, but I still really like you. We can do that. The problem is- I would is love that. Face-to-face, person-to-person, <laughs> we can do that. But then that person will check in on Twitter, and Twitter will let everybody know that you're a piece of shit and probably an anti-vaxxer. Oh, my God. And everybody will go fucking angry. Someone recently called me a white supremacist, and I was oh. like, what? <laughs> oh. I couldn't believe it. That is a sign and of, like, it was that so they cruel. just want to shut down all discourse. <laughs> Well, th- there's like a a bad card to pull, and and it's you know, like let's just listen. So the problem with that card is, if you pull it on people who aren't white supremacists, and they don't believe that there really are white supremacists, and then when a real white supremacist comes along, it's a lot like crying wolf. Like all of a sudden, that's sure. a real wolf. And you're like, fuck. Sure. Nobody wants to listen to me now. But now you're in front of a real KKK member that really thinks that they're the master race, versus like. Someone who thinks that white girls should be allowed to wear hoops. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, what are you on. saying, Joe? Hoops, hoops Joe, are supposed to people who are like giving girls a hard time for wearing <laughs> hoops if they're white girls. It's crazy. You but know, it's like that is not that's nonsense. Do you eat pizza? Then shut the fuck up. Do you use a cell phone made in China? Let's all shut the fuck up. <laughs> Come on, this is nonsense. Oh, I love what you, we man. should be attacking is actual racism. Not like something that's like fake racism. Like there are well, people it's, it's, that really do not like people that are Uyghur Muslims, right? That's real. There's real people who really do not like people who are Pakistani because they're from India. There's people that really do. Think, oh, I know. Yeah, there's there's like a lot of crazy real separation between human beings. It's completely unnecessary. Correct. That disregards the individual. Correct. And anybody that wants to lump people into like, these dumbass categories and then like point at someone and like say you are a white supremacist, like you, what you are doing is ruining the term. You're fucking up the term, and it literally like allows holes in the gates where real white supremacists can sneak through because you've made it meaningless. Correct. You fucked up the whole term. Cunts. <laughs> fucking cunts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty convoluted. Um, man. Should you play one more song and we wrap this bitch up? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, no, you don't have to. I uh, know I will. You don't. Just, just FYI. There's I'm, no need to. What are we in? A half a bottle? And I'm. At least. Okay. We're pretty fucked up. You don't have to. No, I want to. Do you want to play something new or old? Uh, do you have a preference? I don't. I feel like I should request something, though. Oh, shit. Well, let me see if I can do it. What, um, what could be requested from, like, what 
what albums could you do with one person, just you? Okay, because I'm pretty drunk. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna Can play... you do Let's Get Wrecked? Oh, no. God, <laughs> God, no. But um, I'll remember that for next time. Like that would be a that would be an like a, an egregious embarrassment. Okay, but, what would work? Um, I'll listen to anything. Okay, I'm gonna play a new one. Okay, perfect. because I'm like I don't drink that much anymore. <laughs> I'm fucking drunk, and I love. This. So are you more tuned into the new ones because you've been practicing them and yeah, performing them. them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I could play a Christmas song, but that's not gonna work because it's. Christmas is over. But for real, sometime in the future, you and Gary have to record Midnight Rider. Okay, deal. It's one of my, my favorite deal. times ever seeing. If you pay for La- it, I'll, we'll do it. 100%. <laughs> I will. I will do it. We'll, I've been thinking about doing something like that. While we're having this podcast, and I'm a little bit drunk and a little bit high, but I've been thinking, like, why don't I have like some sort of like uh, promotions group? Like JRE promotions. Bring it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Joe, have it is something. time. It's been time. I'm for thinking years. about doing something like that, like just openly doing it, but doing it completely, uh, like, uh, like we're just like a charitable thing. Like, I'm not just promote everybody. You are the renaissance of Texas and a lot of places, and I think that uh, I I support that. 100%. I think it can happen. We should do it. Okay. Would you, <laughs> if I was going to have a request, sure. I would say, would you play What You Going to Do Now? Can you do that? Sure. Okay. I'll try not to mess it up. Don't, you're not going to mess it up. <laughs> okay. Don't, listen, even if you mess it up, it's, it's real. It's live. It's an amazing song. Which album is that on? I think this is on three. Don't wait until you die 
amazing <laughs> that was amazing god damn it that was good that's oh very, that was very beautiful you, no 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 <laughs> you just fucking nailed it you just punched a hole into the next dimension oh boy you nailed it that's very nice holy you. shit thank you come on jamie right no <laughs> no jamie's no. a robot no jamie's like mm-hmm I you know, play golf. I never play drunk. That's the truth. That was awesome. I that never was play awesome. drunk. I'm still sober. That when was I awesome. Play. <laughs> um, we're almost at 2022. Everybody's listening to this. It'll be real close to that when this comes out. By the time you finish it, it'll probably be 2022 because this bitch is long as fuck. Yeah, it is. It is. Jamie, I appreciate the fuck Thanks, out of you. Jamie. You're the greatest of all time. You're a champ. <laughs> He's the greatest. There is no greater. If it comes to like podcast producers, <laughs> that's the goat. Oh, I know. A true Capricorn, right? We got Number two goats one. In one room. But he's the goat. That's a hundred. That's the hundred percent the goat. It's true. <laughs> There's not a producer that can fuck with Jamie Vernon. Um, I appreciate you very much. You're awesome. That was amazing. Likewise. That was so love good. You, buddy. I love you too. That was so good. That was so good. You're that's just, I needed to see that. I needed to hear that. Let me Everybody let me play for you that. when I'm in full fuck. form. No, no, no. That was as good as it could ever be. <laughs> Suzanne, I'm telling you, you're gonna watch that and you go, God damn, I nailed that shit. Probably not. No, no. Jamie, she nailed it, right? That was great. Suzanne, it was amazing. It was amazing. I've seen you perform a what, hundred times? Thanks, Joe. You that was on the money. On the money. All right. Very sweet. Love to everybody. We're gonna get through this, bitches. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 